Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Two receivers to the bottom of your screen, and Milton Wright has himself another touchdown. All righty. Welcome, everybody, to our 10th episode. Yes, we are now in double digits for the Behind the Rails podcast. I am your host, Travis Miller of HammerandRails.com. And with me, as always, is Purdue running back Corey Sheets. How are you doing tonight, Corey? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Travis? <sighs> I am dry. Uh, it was a very, very damp and disappointing day in West Lafayette on Saturday. I don't think there were a lot of Purdue fans that had a lot of fun. Uh, And I think the general consensus is this was a game that Purdue, Purdue really let it get away. They had a shot, lost 20 to 13. And when you only score 13 points on eight trips into opponent territory, that is not conducive to winning football games. Uh, What do you think, Corey? Was this one where they just really let get away or what? I don't ever see, I don't ever see, adjustments made after they make adjustments to you. And that's one thing that's, that's real irritating. It's like, all right, you see, y'all come out, y'all move the ball well. <clears throat> it was a few, few hiccups here and there, but for the most part, first half was pretty good first half. Shit, we was winning. <laughs> right. I mean, it, even then they left points on the field because you had that fumble. They they had two drives that got pretty close to the end zone, especially that one right before halftime. Uh, you never want to settle for a field goal, I think, of less than 30 yards. And that, that was probably one of the more disappointing ones right there. I mean, it's stalling out when you you have the momentum. It's just it's deflating. Stalling things out uh, on an impressive drive. Uh, the, fir- the first scoring drive went for a field goal, 10 plays, 56 yards. The second one, 11 plays, 68 yards. And you have a first and goal on that second field goal drive that you got to settle for right before halftime. And yeah, it gives you the lead going into the half. But like you said, just you, you have all that momentum and everything else. And then they're able to get, ro- get rid of that momentum with a three-play, 75-yard drive that takes 70 seconds. Right. Like, it's just like, defense, was y'all not paying attention? Like, we were, we were going good. And things were going well. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is defensively, I thought I felt Purdue was pretty strong. They hit on three passes the whole day. On three passes, they had 149 of their 169 yards mm-hmm. and led to 17 of their points. Right. Which, I mean, you don't expect the defense to be perfect, but I think it's pretty telling that a lot of their strategy, especially in the passing game, was, oh, it's third and long, just chuck it deep and one-on-one and see what happens, and it paid off for them. Which I, I couldn't understand how it was uh, one guy so open. It's like um, they're, he's running deep. He's running a, a corner. Like, mm-hmm. get out of your back pedal. <laughs> And at least from where my seat was, kind of tricky to see because he's underthrowing a lot of these passes and they're having to adjust to the ball in the air and come back and get it. And it's like the, you know, you talk about getting out of your back pedal. They, they weren't making that adjustment in the air while the receiver was. And it's, that's, 
that's something that's just, I don't know if you can't call it coaching or the, on the player to know, like, hey, when the, once the ball is thrown, like, you should be full speed ahead. Like, it, it shouldn't be no more backpedaling unless you're just that deep. <laughs> right. Right. And I, I think what's so frustrating, though, is for yet another game, at least in my mind, the defense played well enough for Purdue to win. They kept Purdue in the game. They gave him the lead at halftime. And I'm I'm mostly an advocate of if you if you can hold a team under 20 points or less, especially in modern day college football, you should be able to win that game because that means your defense is playing relatively well, especially in an era when you've got offenses that drop 30, 40, and even 50 points with regularity. Right. <laughs> and they're gonna mess around and play a team like that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that that's Ohio State. Um, that's well down the road right now, but it really goes back to Purdue's offense. You know, you have five drives that stall out in, in Minnesota territory. I believe the five that stalled out went fumble. Uh, they had to punt after a really really bad sack that O'Connell took. Uh, they missed a field goal. They had a turnover on downs, and then the game clinching interception. You know, even on those last two drives, they moved the ball well but stalled out and you, you've got to find a way to finish drives. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. The last three drives of the game, Purdue gained more than 150 yards and got no points out of them. And that, that's just ridiculous as an offense. You can't, you can't win games like that. As you see, like coming away with three points, settling for three points on a regular basis is not going to win too many. No, especially in the big 10. I mean, I, I don't fault the missed field goal too much because the conditions were really, really bad to kick a field goal in, especially at that point. And you're going to miss one on occasion. But, I mean, that wasn't the difference in the game, though. I mean, it was going to put you down one when you were down four at that point. I'm honestly more upset that they didn't go for it in that situation. You know, challenge the offense. Say, hey, we need a touchdown right now. We have struggled to score touchdowns in three straight games go out there and get a touchdown. And I'm more upset the decision to kick than missing a field goal. Right. I mean, what's, what's three points when you're down four? You might as well get the kick. <laughs> yeah, you're playing the percentages of, a, okay, if you get another stop, then you can win the game with a field goal. But get in the damn end zone. <laughs> That's the name of the game. <laughs> it scores more touchdowns, man. It seems like Purdue is having a lot of trouble doing that these past couple of weeks. And the right side, he's got a couple of games coming up. If they don't—they're <laughs> not playing no slouches. No, no more. I mean you're you're into Big Ten play now, and there's very few easy ones left. I'm looking—I'm looking at the schedule right now, and I think your easiest game is against Northwestern. And that's going to be a bit of a strange one. That's going to be played at Wrigley Field in Chicago. You know, you're playing a Northwestern team that still won the division last year. They still have a lot of talent and everything. But you've got to find a way to, you know, don't worry about that right now. you got to find a way to score some points in the next game. Hey, y'all, we got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff. So we will be right back after this ad. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, a partner of Believe Podcasts. Yes, that's right, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. 
As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code, BLEAV, to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available during the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. And feel free to go over there and take advantage of some of the great prop bets that they have right now as the baseball playoffs are about to go on. We got hockey starting up, college football's in full swing, and before long, yes, we'll have college basketball, the thing that everybody comes to hammerandrails.com for. So be sure to visit our sponsors at Bet Online. I get it, I get it was rainy and it was the ball was probably slippery or I don't know what to say, but it seemed like there was just too many miscues up front. And no matter who's back there, O'Connell or Plum, <laughs> we need a mobile quarterback. <laughs> right. Which we did see. I, I will say this. I'll give Coach Brom credit. He tried a new wrinkle in this one. He put in Austin Burton, who's the more mobile quarterback, uh, put him in for a handful of plays. And he actually was relatively effective. He did not have a passing attempt, but he had three runs for 14 yards. And it's not something, you know, I don't expect him to go to Burton full time, but I think Burton is the type of player that if you give him a package and give him a few snaps a game, it's not quite a full wildcat because he's not a running back and he does have a little bit more of a, of a threat to throw, but he is mobile, like you said, and he can mix things up. And so I, I would like to see some more of that. Right. That's three quarterbacks taking snaps. Like, at least in this one, he mostly stuck with O'Connell. Plummer didn't get into the game. O'Connell did throw for 371 yards, but the other side of that coin is he's thrown six interceptions and lost a fumble now. He is responsible for all seven turnovers Purdue has had this season. I was going to say, it seems like every time he gets in, he throws a pick, but he throws a touchdown. Right, so right. Like- I mean, he's high-risk, <laughs> high-reward right now, and – there were several other near interceptions on Saturday too. And I know the play before the game clinching interception, he had TJ Sheffield open at about the 10 yard line. And if he can make that throw, there's a very, very good chance Sheffield scores and we tie the game. I don't remember that. What happened. He's missing on some of those easier throws too. It was like, he, 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 yeah, scoring a bombs, but he missed the flat. And you need to be able to hit the flat because Purdue's stalling out at about the 20, 25 yard line when that field is shorter. And especially when that field is shorter and teams are recognizing that, Hey, David Bell's a good football player. We better have somebody on him. And like you said, bracket coverage and take him away as best you can. You know, it'd be crazy because it seems like O'Connell does better between goal line to about 40, maybe 30. And then Plum does better with the short yardage in goal line is so you might be able to switch that 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 order around start putting him when it when his goal line just letting him kind of get him up the field and let plum just close right <laughs> that, that would be interesting that that'd be incredibly interesting and uh you know i don't think that the special teams did purdue any favor either because there were a couple of miscues on punts and when you're starting drives inside your own 10 yard line that doesn't help either uh it, it's a lot easier to score when you only have to go 60 yards as opposed to 90 hell 
<laughs> if, if they if that was the case, they should have just been letting the ball go in the end zone. Yeah, at least you started twenty. <laughs> and that's what it was: is they were you know misjudging some of these punts. They're letting them get over their head and just roll into the end, or thinking they're going to roll into the end zone. They get downed at like the five or something. Purdue did have at least a little success. The one touchdown drive I went, I think, went for like ninety-one yards. So they did something with it. We went in after the game because that could have been defense was tired. It's so frustrating because this is a game where Purdue, I think, broke math. Um, you outgained them by one hundred and fifty yards. You get sixteen more first downs. You win the time of possession by seven minutes. Fewer penalties. You actually get something out of the running game because King Doru had 95 yards rushing and you still lose. And it's just, ah, I mean, what do you do? He got sacked four times and one one of them was kind of a blind side. The offensive line messed up and he he got hit and fumbled. The other one was, there was another one. I think it was the one that kind of took him out of field goal range there early in the third quarter where he got out of the sack and he had a chance to either throw it away or look for a receiver. And he like triple clutched and ended up taking the sack again. And you're just like, come on, man, throw away the ball, get rid of it. And I'm saying, looking at you, like we got something out of the Russian game. And it's like, he had 95, but the byline said 77. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> That's something not enough. Yeah. O- O'Connell <laughs> lost 44 yards on four sacks. Oh my God. After field. <laughs> And, and I know that the two worst were the fumble because you lose the yards for how far it bounces back before they recover it. But the Plus you lose the ball. <laughs> I think oh I'm, I'm pretty sure on the one drive where Purdue had to punt after getting into uh, Minnesota territory. Yeah, they were down to the 33. And so you're arguably in field goal range at that point. He lost 12 yards on the sack on third down. So it takes you out of field goal range. I mean, they kick a 50 yards. We need, we need to get a 50-yard kicker. <laughs> I mean, and Finneran has shown he can do that. I think he has a 50-yarder to his credit this year. So he's got some range. I mean, you ideally don't want to do it in the rain like that. Hey, if you watched that Patriots game, you saw uh, the, the consequences of kicking like that in the rain. But at least they were on field turf. This is on grass, man. That thing's like a, that's a muddy quagmire. <laughs> Okay, right, it produced grasses. Oh my god. I, when I was there they we was complaining about it and they uh, should have got the turf. For whatever reason they didn't get the turf and it's it ain't nothing changed. They didn't put all that money into that facility, just left the damn field, just swamp thing. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I don't know if you're aware of this. Purdue is the only team in the Big Ten that has never had artificial turf at least once. Everybody else, I mean, there's very few left that have grass now in the Big Ten, like Northwestern and Penn State might be the only other ones with grass. But, yeah, they produce the only one that's never had turf at least once. So, I mean, there, there's high schools. Every high school in Indiana has artificial turf now, for crying out loud. There's a high school right up the street that got <laughs> – high school right up the street got turf, right? <laughs> So is there a significant difference there playing on grass versus playing on turf? Yes, but it's it's particularly that grass at Purdue because it's not it's not conducive for people that want to stop and start, mm-hmm. and they can do that at a high volume rate. 
people that can stop on a dime, you might twist your ankle in that field. Yeah. Just because you're able to stop, but what's underneath you is moving. And then like it's like sand underneath it. Yeah, I've been down there a couple of times, but you know, you you know better than I yeah. about how to cut on it, so it's 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 horrible. Like and then that would have been the rain. I, I can ima- I can imagine what that field looks like right now. It's it's a mess, I'm betting. It's it's a mess. At least they got a couple of weeks, but it always looks bad too, and looks just awful by a November game because I think it's a strain of Bermuda grass, and you can't grow Bermuda grass in November in Indiana. Yeah, that part. Like who the who signed off on that dumb like? This <laughs> <laughs> something that's gonna die six months out of the year, and I need it for twelve. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he's like, oh my god, who, who? I don't like, oh my god, right, that feel. It raining ain't gonna help it no better. Like, I'm glad they got two weeks between. Well, I don't. Is the Iowa game home? Uh, the Iowa game is at Iowa, so they've got three weeks before we're back home against Wisconsin. That's the next home game. If there's ever a chance for us to end, we've lost 14 straight to Wisconsin. But this is probably our best chance to end that because Wisconsin's one in three and they are not your typical Wisconsin this year. They're probably a worse version of Minnesota right now. But then again, Minnesota, in my opinion, is the worst version of Oregon State. We beat Oregon State. So I don't know. Let's let's go with Coach Corey here. It's a bye week for Purdue. Obviously, there's a lot that needs to be fixed. What do you fix first? What What are you looking at working on in the bye week? Is like, all right, here's our focus. Here's what we need to do to uh, turn this thing around. Because you're still three and two. You still at least have a chance to get to a bowl game. But you got to fix some things. Um, first, we're going to go in that. Actually, I'd get to play some rest, to be honest with you. And while the players are getting rest, me and the coaches would be in, in the lockdown. We wouldn't go home until we had a viable game plan for Iowa then also have a contingency where if they, that doesn't work, and then have another contingency if that doesn't right. work. <laughs> and we would work on that, those three things for, the, for two weeks. They got to fix scoring in the red zone. O'Connor got to get a handle on these damn interceptions. The defense, is, they be doing their thing, but once that, that gas runs out, it's all she wrote. I, the only thing – Problem I have with defense is they've only caused two turnovers here, and they've gone three straight games without getting a turnover. And that's something that you start getting a turnover or two, that helps the offense, gives them a shorter field, you know, gets them back on the field, gets the opposing defense back on the field when they're hopefully tired. Really, I would just like to see us get one or two turnovers a game. I'm not asking for five or six, but you got to get one gotta get one i feel you but only one team has scored over 25 in this like <laughs> right I, but i'm more talking about setting up the offense yeah i feel you but they're still getting three and outs and they're getting off the field it's just they're getting right back on it. <laughs> i mean i really i loved the first half here because purdue was just dominating time of possession they were rolling down the field they're getting that minnesota defense tired it resulted in nothing. No points in the second half. Do you do you have the time of possession for the first half opposed to the second half? Uh, I don't have the exact time of possession, but Minnesota's first half drives, four plays, touchdown, three plays, punt, three plays, punt, three plays, punt, six plays, field goal, one play was a kneel down to end the half. 
Mm-hmm. And Purdue's drives were seven plays fumble, 10 plays field goal, 14 plays touchdown, three plays punt, five plays punt, 11 yard or 11 plays field goal. I mean, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, we obviously have the ball like a lot longer each time. It's like you're not doing nothing with it back when I used to play defense, but. As a defender, I know that's just like frustrating to see them go all the way down there and then not score. It was like, come on. <laughs> like, what the hell we got to do? <laughs> right. Like, oh, gotta, we, might have to, uh, we, might, we might be right. Our defense needs some, uh, some takeaways and they might need to score four sometimes. I just, I just don't know, man. It's, it's frustrating. And I think what's also so frustrating is you see a team, they're really that close. It's not like they're getting blown out. They're in every game. The two losses, they've been in it in the sec- in the fourth quarter with the football and have a chance to take the lead, and they've just not been able to do it. And you got to find a way to get over that hump. You're absolutely right about that. I- That's why they're paying Jeff Brown $5 million and not me. <laughs> I need to holler at him and go <laughs> Now I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah. Brown ain't going to listen to me. We need these two weeks, so there's one week off. Two weeks for preparation. And see, I I might be overly optimistic, but I think Iowa is beatable if you limit the turnovers. That's what's that's what's getting it done for them. They have gotten 12 interceptions. Their offense goes into a coma. You take away you take mm-hmm. away Maryland handing them the football for 51 points, and Maryland gave them seven turnovers. Iowa's not done a whole lot. They beat Indiana 34-6, but had two pick sixes. So that's only 20 points for their offense. They beat the breaks off of Iowa. They beat the breaks off of Kent State. At Kent State. They struggled with Colorado State. I think they had a defensive touchdown against Iowa State in a 10-point win. So, I mean, their offense is not doing a lot. Purdue has had, in all four games under Brom, Purdue has had a receiver – go absolutely crazy against them. And the last two years has been David Bell. He has 26 receptions for more than 300 yards and four touchdowns the last two years. They have not proven they have an answer for David Bell. You've got to find a way to keep that up because if they ain't figured him out in two years, you've got to keep that going for a third year and make him pay. I mean, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that's what Jeff Brown's getting paid $5 million for. We're not getting paid that much. I think we're getting some coins tossed to us because we have some bet online ads here that <laughs> that we read and whatnot. But Got we, we will have more on Iowa later. Um, this is probably going to be our only episode this week since it is a bye week. We don't have anything to preview for Saturday. And I imagine we'll be back sometime next week, hopefully next uh, Wednesday or Thursday to get an episode up for you on the Hawkeyes before we go. But any final thoughts you have on Minnesota here before we finish up, Corey? Um, happy to see King Daru and Bell back in the lineup. Yeah. Did, uh, did we have any injuries? I don't remember. Um, Durham was still out, I know. Uh, we definitely could use him back at tight end. Uh, Garrett Miller filled in relatively well for him, but Durham's been a very big difference maker for Purdue, at least in the first couple of games of the season. Uh, I don't think there were any other major injuries that really came out of it. Uh, I think an offensive lineman, Tyler Witt, got shaken up, but I haven't heard anything else on him. So 
like you said, it's it's time to get healed up. You get that week off to get some rest and healed up and hopefully go into Iowa full strength, especially since they've got a much tougher week this week facing Penn State in a top five matchup. Right. So hopefully they beat him up a little bit for us. Right. <laughs> so anyway, that's really all we've got on Minnesota. And we do thank you for sticking with us through 10 episodes here. It's been a lot of fun. I feel like each episode is getting a little bit better. And like I said, we will take the rest of this week off and then come back next week to preview Iowa. So for Corey and myself, Travis Miller of HammerandRails.com, we do thank you for listening to the Behind the Rails podcast and Boiler Up. BTFU as always. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Please visit our sponsor, Bet Online, for the best in college sports odds. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.